Yo, this is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 94. Somewhat of a themed episode, I guess. Um, I didn't really intend for it to be, but it was just kind of uh, the mood I was in. So you're going to be getting a, a pretty steady dose of some kind of classic metal Uh, Some of it are classic bands with songs from their albums in the 80s, and some of them are more modern bands that still play that classic heavy metal style. So you're going to be getting kind of a heavy dose of that uh, tonight. So yes, don't worry, the next episode will not be a themed episode. I've already got most of my songs picked for episode 95, and it's just kind of a more standard episode. So yeah, if this isn't your cup of tea, then... You won't have to wait long for things to get back to normal, so. Let's kick things off with a classic German band formed in 83. That band is Halloween out of Hamburg. And I have been a fan of Halloween since high school. Um, I remember my friend Chris and I, you know, we were kind of the only two fans of Iced Earth in the whole school, like nobody really knew who they were, and, and we kind of took pride in the fact that we introduced that band to so many uh, other metalheads at school that went on to become fans themselves, and uh, this one guy in our gym class kind of returned the favor, because he was, he was about to ride home on his bike, because he was a couple grades older, maybe a junior, and uh, he was about to be riding home, and Chris and I were walking out of school and he kind of pulled up he had a CD player, you know, headphones on. And he said, hey, um, you know, he was telling us, oh, I've, I've been listening to Iced Earth since you told me about it and stuff is awesome. And he said, have you um, ever heard Halloween? And I said, well, I've heard of them, but I've never heard them. So he handed me the headphones. So I put the headphones on and listened to maybe about 30 seconds of whatever Halloween album he had in there. And I thought it was great, so, um, I mean, we practically lived at the CD store when I was uh, that age, so the next time that we went to the CD store, the old warehouse music, um, I found their two-disc uh, Greatest Hits album called Treasure Chest, and bought that, and I was hooked ever since, so I've been a Halloween fan ever since. So I'm going to play something off of their debut. They, of course, developed a little bit more of a kind of cheesy and fun borderline you know power metal type vibe uh some you know some goofier song titles and lyrics and things like that uh they've always been pretty light-hearted and never taken themselves too seriously but on their debut album walls of jericho which came out in 85 through noise records um they were still kind of finding their way so they still kind of had like a speed metal like kind of thrashier vibe um they initially formed as a four-piece with Kai Hansen doing uh, guitars and vocals. So this is the only album on which he does lead vocals. And then after that, they got Michael Kiska, who took over lead vocals from there. And he's probably the most well-known, you know, uh, from that classic Halloween era. But yeah, Kai Hansen did the vocals on the debut. And um, yeah, it was much more straightforward and thrashy. And it just has a real classic 80s uh, sound. The albums that followed it had a, a really good production for, uh, for the time that they were released, but this has a little bit dirtier of, a, of an 80s sound. So they've got 16 albums now. They just released their newest one um, today, actually. The 18th of June, they just released their new self-titled uh, album, 
which is pretty good. I listened to it today. It's a little bit bloated, too many songs on it. They could have trimmed two or three and it would have made it a better album, but uh, that's kind of the case with most of their albums. <laughs> but anywho, let's kick things off. A nice classic, fast tune off of their debut album, Walls of Jericho. This is Halloween with Metal Invaders. I'm not a 
right, that was Halloween with Metal Invaders. Really great album, classic album. Uh, definitely just has a different feel from all the albums that followed it. It kind of stands alone with that speed metal sound. Um, and yeah, if you haven't heard their new one, it is out now, so check it out. It's the first album that has all of their singers that they've ever had um, are back in the band. So, you know, Kai Hansen does some vocals, but he, you know, sings sparingly, which is for the best because the other vocalists are just better. But yeah, Michael Kiska is back in the band, and Andy Darris is still there as well, and they share vocal duties and harmonize with each other a lot. They, of course, returned to the band in 2016, I want to say, and they had just been touring extensively uh, for this big, you know, reunited kind of thing that they had going on. So they would just, you know, trade off with who sings what songs, and they'd sing some songs together um, live and everything, and so they just kind of carried that same uh, thing over to this new record. So it's pretty cool that they've all been able to kind of put their egos aside and just work together and make make the best of it and um, all the singers do sound great still so yeah check it out all right we're gonna stay in germany here this band is called diabolic night they've been around since 2013 they kind of have some like more speed metal riffing but the vocals uh, this is probably the closest you'll get for this whole episode with uh, something that's you know extreme metal i guess um just vocally he kind of has a more harsh delivery but uh, yes i'm gonna play something they released a full-length album in uh, 2019 but i'm gonna play something off of their debut release which was an ep came out in 2014 um the EP's called Sepulchral Magic, and that came out through Mortal Right Records. They're actually on the High Roller Records roster now, which is good for them. That's a good label. Um, but yeah, I just really like this uh, this debut that they had. The full length is good too, but uh, I don't know. I, I just kind of like the production a little better on this EP. And uh, quite frankly, I haven't given the full length as much attention as I probably should, so I need to go back and listen to it anyways. But... All right, off of their Sepulchral Magic EP, this is Diabolic Night with Death Cult.
Diabolic Night from Germany with Death Cult. We're going to jump to the USA here for the next one out of Portland, Oregon. This band actually doesn't exist anymore. It's, uh, it is a new-ish band playing a classic style. They existed from 2009 to 2017. The band is called Spellcaster, and uh, I'm going to play something off of their debut because that's the one that I... It's, it stood out the most to me because I remember seeing the album cover years ago and uh anytime i've come across that album cover it's just something about it that has always been memorable to me that stands out to me uh so that's the album i've always kind of gravitated towards anyways but um they released three albums over the course of their career one in 2011 then 2014 and then the last one was in 2016 but yeah I'm, like i said i'm playing something off the debut the album's called under the spell and that was released through heavy artillery records but uh, yeah, they have a very you know crisp and clear production, very modern sounding production, but very classic sounding riffs. Um, overall, their vibe kind of reminds me of Night Demon from California. It's just a West Coast thing, I guess. But um, yeah, it's a shame that they're not still around, but uh, they released three great records. So I'm going to play something off the debut here, off of Under the Spell. This is Spellcaster with Sands of Fear.
All right, that was Spellcaster from Portland, Oregon with Sands of Fear. Um, yeah, I'm sure if you're familiar with Night Demon that you can hear that, uh, that influence or that comparison uh, pretty clearly. I, I think it's definitely on par with Night Demon. Really good, though. Um, I'm going to stay in the USA here and jump to a classic band out of Chicago, Illinois. I'm sure you probably know where I'm going with this. Formed in 1979, the band is Trouble. And Trouble um, was a huge influential band. They never really achieved massive success or anything like that, but they were very influential in the uh, doom metal scene. And um, I mean, I even hear people from you know the second wave of uh, of you know Scandinavian black metal reference Trouble uh, when talking about you know influences from their youth. But yeah, Trouble was kind of a Black Sabbathy, you know, brand of doom, and they the thing that set them apart was that they had a very unique vocalist in Eric Wagner. His voice uh, was very kind of you could tell who was singing the moment he opened his mouth. Uh, very unique voice, but yeah, their lyrics and their whole imagery and everything was Christian, so it was very Christian lyrics. Um, they toned that down by the time the 90s hit, I would say, maybe right at 1990. I forget the name of the album they released uh, in 1990, but they, from there on out, they kind of went for more of a stoner doom, uh, psychedelic type vibe. You know, they, they definitely toned down the Christian elements uh, from there on out. But in the 80s, that's kind of one of the things that set them apart was their, their heavily Christian-influenced uh, lyrics. But at the end of the day, it was just good, classic doom metal and very sabbath inspired and it was just different it was interesting to have a band like that um coming out of america at that time because there was bands like pentagram and trouble is kind of right there with them in my mind at least but uh they've released eight albums so far it's been a tumultuous you know time <laughs> with trouble over the years eric wagner has been in and out a couple of times and um they have had another vocalist, I forget his name, but I think he's the vocalist for X Hoarder. Um, but yeah, he's done a couple of, I wonder, maybe it's Kyle Thomas, I want to say. But uh, he's done vocals for a couple of their albums uh, over the years. And he's now the current vocalist. He sang on their most recent one. But they've done eight records up to this point. Um, but I'm going to play something off of the debut. It's kind of just hailed as this classic. It's called Psalm 9. It came out in March of 84 through Metal Blade Records. And uh, yeah, this one is, I think, one that they did a music video for as well. So it's kind of uh, considered a, a, you know, quote-unquote hit single, if you will. So off of their classic debut, Psalm 9, this is Trouble with Assassin.
right, that was Trouble out of Chicago with Assassin. Yeah, Eric Wagner, you know, he had a very uh, unique voice and, you know, he he's pretty much sounded the same his whole career. But uh, on the really early stuff like that, like on the debut album, there's a there's a definite uh, Dr. Roxo vibe <laughs> to his voice. Kind of that Axl Rose-ish, you know, tone to it. Uh, which is not everybody's cup of tea, but, you know, it definitely stands out. Definitely stands out. Um, all right, we're jumping to Sweden here. This is yet another uh, newer band with a classic sound. Formed in 2013. Out of Sweden. Did I already say that? I may have. Um, the band's called Ambush, and I don't know much about Ambush, but uh, the only album I have heard is their most recent one, and I like it. Um... The reason I even checked them out to begin with is because they are on High Roller Records, which is a great label that has lots of uh, these type of bands on there. Uh, but yeah, their new album just came out in March of 2020 called Infidel. It's their third record. They released one in 2014, 2015, and then there was a five-year gap uh, until they released this album in 2020. But uh, as I said, released through High Roller Records and just nice clean production, lots of classic riffs, great vocals memorable songs uh what more can you ask for so it just fits right in fits like a glove into this episode so here we go off of their newest album infidel this is ambush with lust for blood
That was Ambush from Sweden with Lust for Blood. Great vocals, and I love the bass tone on that album. Um, it really cuts through. All right, we're going to jump back to the USA here out of Philadelphia. This band's been around since 2013, and they look like they're just just babies, just kids in the picture. But um, I've played them once before, and uh, I'll probably repeat a lot of the same shit I said back then because <laughs> it's been a while since I've played them. The band is called Summerlands, and that's with one M, so that's S-U-M-E-R-L-A-N-D-S. And they're great. <laughs> they're so good. And they have this uh, this singer on this album. This is their only album up to this point, uh, but I think his name was Phil Swanson. He's an older guy, uh, but he has a really distinct voice. And he's just playing in a lot of like doom bands and kind of classic heavy metal bands uh, up and down the East Coast. I think he's out of Virginia, if I remember right, uh, as far as where he lives. Um, but yeah, I don't believe he ever joined this band as a full-time member. I think it was just kind of he did the album and maybe did you know one or two little shows that they asked him if he could do, so he fulfilled that. And um, I have no idea if they're working on new stuff. I can only assume that they are. They have another vocalist listed on um, their Metal Archives page. Um, it's not anybody that I've heard of or, you know, no idea how they sing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they have another vocalist lined up. It's just a matter of are they working on anything new? Are they going to resume, you know, playing some shows now that the pandemic is kind of uh, getting a little more under control? I don't know, but they're still active, it says on the page anyways, so hopefully they'll be releasing something in the future because this uh, debut album is fantastic. The songs are super memorable, vocals are outstanding, um, the guitar tone I love, it's a really unique guitar tone because it sounds very like old Van Halen type guitar tone, kind of mixed with the uh, Jakey Lee guitar tone from like the Ultimate Sin era, Ozzy. So it just kind of has that that exact kind of tone to it. I, I don't know enough about guitar pedals and you know stuff like that to really t be able to tell you more about the tone, but um, but I trust that when you hear the song, you'll you'll agree. You'll know what I'm talking about. It has that definitely has that Van Halen kind of vibe to it. But this is actually the opening track off of the debut. The debut is self-titled, so it's just called Summerlands came out in September of 2016 through Relapse Records, so they kind of came right out of the gate uh, on a pretty sizable uh, metal label. And deservingly so. I don't really know how they managed to get that deal, but um, they deserve it because it's, it's really good material. So um, this one starts off with a bang and just has a great classic vibe and, like I said, that great guitar tone, great vocals. So off of their self-titled debut, this is Summerlands with The Seventh Seal.
right, that was Summer Lens from Philadelphia with the Seventh Seal. Truly, that record is really strong. It's not too long. It's a fairly short record, um, but every song is catchy, and the vocals are so good. Um, it, it's just one that I go back to all the time, and I've told lots of people about. And um, yeah, check it out if you haven't already. All right, we're jumping back to Germany here. This band has been around since '98. And they really capture uh, a classic sound. They're called Metal Inquisitor. And Metal Inquisitor uh, is one that I've seen the logo of plenty of times, but didn't really bother checking out for a long time. Um, I thought it was going to be super cheesy, but it's not. I mean, it's it's very classic sounding, but it's not over the top to where it's just like goofy to me. But uh, I'm going to play something off of their 2005 album called Doomsday for the Heretic that came out. Well, as I said, in 2005 through Hellion Records, it's their second album out of five. I think they're up to now. But um, really, what drew me to this album was the album cover. <laughs> so I've said it before. You know, if you have a good album cover, that opens the door. That's going to make me want to check it out. And then uh, if I like it, I, that's, you know, that's just the cherry on top right there. You already drew me in with the album cover. So. Alright, here we go. This uh, production on this record is excellent for this type of music. It truly does sound like an album that would have come out in 85. And it's still clear. You can still, you know, hear everything perfectly fine. And it's not, uh, it's not too lo-fi or anything like that. But it just has a real 80s, mid-80s classic sound. And it's just perfect for this, uh, this type of music. So... Off of their second record, Doomsday for the Heretic, this is Metal Inquisitor with Star Chaser.
right. That was Metal Inquisitor with Star Chaser. That's definitely one of my favorites of the whole episode. That's a great record, and um, they just nail that classic sound. Like I said, to me, that album came out in 2005, and if you told me that it came out in 85, I would have absolutely believed you. Um, all right, we're staying... Well, actually, I take that back. Metal Inquisitor was uh, uh, German, so we're not staying in Germany. We're going back to the USA here. Back to Portland, Oregon, in fact. This band has... Uh, been around from 79 all the way up until 1990 and then they reformed in 2018 and they still exist now but they have no original members <laughs> they have they have one guy that's close the vocalist um as i said they formed in 79 this vocalist was originally in the band from 83 to 85 and now he's the one that's kind of the the only uh, old school member everybody else is uh Totally new people that have been around since 2018. So yeah, it's a bit strange for them to come back after such a long hiatus and have it not have like any of the original guys in it. But regardless of that, <laughs> they put out a damn good record last year, which is their debut. They did a bunch of demos in the 80s and, uh, and then of course disbanded in 1990, but never released an album. So this far into their career, it's what 42 years now into their career they just released their debut album uh, the album's called the passing of time the band is called glacier in case i didn't say that I, I don't think i did but yeah the band is glacier and uh their debut album is called uh the passing of time and it's really good it has really crystal clear production pretty powerful punchy Vocals are good, considering uh, this man's age, and he's got a pretty good voice still. Um, but yeah, it's kind of on par with a band like like Ambush that we listened to earlier. It kind of has that same vibe to it. Very classic riffing. I'm not sure if these are totally new songs, or if some of these songs were from their old demos that they re-recorded for this uh, debut. That I'm not sure of. But it definitely still retains a uh, an 80s vibe for sure, so I wouldn't be surprised if some of these songs were uh, written uh, a long time ago. But... This album, The Passing of Time, came out on uh, October 30th of last year through No Remorse Records. And, as I said, it's pretty good. Pretty good. And it should be good, considering how old this band is. <laughs> so, they should have sharpened their skills by now to make a pretty damn good record. So, off of the debut, The Passing of Time, this is Glacier with Live for the Whip.
Alright, that was Glacier out of Portland, Oregon with Live for the Whip. Uh, yeah, that's just solid. I mean, his voice still sounds really fresh, and it's just solid, classic metal. Um, Alright, now we're going to go, instead of playing some, you know, more modern stuff, which I've done for the last handful of songs here, we're going to jump back to an actual classic band playing something off of an actual classic album. So this band existed from 79 to 89, and then broke up, and they've been around from 2006 up until now, but in a slightly different form. That band is Grim Reaper, out of the UK, out of Worcestershire. And they, as I said, existed for 10 years, and they were big in the 80s. Had some good, you know, music videos that you'd see all the time. Great vocals. And, um, yeah, they reformed in 2006, but not with the original band. It was just the singer, Steve Grimmett. And he had some, you know, hired different musicians um, to back him up. He got the blessing of the other members. Um, it was basically, they just reached this agreement of, yes, you can revive Grim Reaper, but you can't just call it Grim Reaper. You have to change the name slightly. So now it's just called, like, Steve Grimmett's Grim Reaper. Um, but they all still seem to remain friendly. Uh, every now and again, the original guitar player, whose name is escaping me right now, I want to say it was Nigel something, um, every now and again, he'll join them on stage, you know, if, if they happen to be playing in, uh, you know, near where he lives, he'll join them on stage and play a few tunes and stuff like that, so that's cool to see. But yeah, I'm going to play something off of their classic debut, again, like, like I said, they formed in 79, released their debut in 83, and then they had two more albums in 85 and 87, but uh, they didn't quite live up to, you know, the, the standard that was set by the debut. They just didn't have the same level of popularity. But this debut is still hailed as a classic. It's called See You in Hell from 1983 through Ebony Records. And the title track of that is probably the most well-known song in their entire discography. Um, had a music video for it that got a lot of heavy airtime. And I actually played that title track on a previous episode of the podcast quite a while ago. And I was listening through the second and third albums just to try and see, like, well, you know, I don't remember much of these. Let me listen to those again and see if, uh, if one of those tunes really stands out to me as being a good one to play on the episode. And at the end of the day, I just couldn't do it, man, because the debut is just so damn good that I just could not play something off of one of the other records. <laughs> I had to stay, stay on the debut. It's just too good. So this one is probably my second favorite. The title track truly is um, worth all the hype. It, it is the best song on the record for sure and the most memorable song on there. But this one to me is a close second. Um, my old roommate Corey has this on vinyl and we used to jam that on occasion on the record player at our apartment back in the day. So I got fond memories of this one. So off of the 1983 debut, See You in Hell, this is Grim Reaper with Wrath of the Ripper. <laughs>
All right, that was Grim Reaper with Wrath of the Ripper. Uh, yeah, Steve Grimmett, he, you know, he was always kind of a short, hefty fellow with kind of weird hair back in the 80s, and he just sounded great. Really, really strong voice, and um, he was kind of like Dio in that aspect where he was just kind of this smaller guy and and didn't look like he would have the voice that he has and uh, his voice is held up uh, really really well because as I said he reformed the band with different musicians in 06 and they have actually released two records uh, since reforming and they're good they're at they actually kind of uh, do follow suit with the 80s material like uh, as far as the overall feel of the the songs and the riffs and everything but Steve still sounds great he actually I'm sure um, you know many people know that he, when they were on tour in South America, I believe it was, he develops an infection in his foot, like in his toe, and he tried to kind of treat it himself and not go to the doctor for it, and I guess felt like he could kind of get rid of it on his own, and before you know it, he could not get rid of it. He had a very bad infection that had traveled up his leg, and they ended up having to amputate his leg uh, above the knee. And uh, maybe about mid-thigh or so, they had to amputate his leg. And he still performs. He did a few shows from a wheelchair. Um, he wears the headset microphone, you know, so he was kind of wheeling around the stage and, and singing, which was kind of respectable but sad to see at the same time. But now he has a uh, prosthetic. So uh, whenever they do perform, of course, he hasn't been performing uh, during the pandemic or anything like that. But... Um, but yeah, prior to the pandemic, when he would perform, he had the prosthetic legs, so he would be standing and kind of walking around the stage, but he uses a, he has a cane just to kind of keep himself more stable up there, so at least he can kind of get around, uh, and just visually, it just kind of looks better, I guess, you know, there's certainly nothing against anyone in a wheelchair out there, but uh, performing, you know, at a metal show, it just looks better when he's standing and walking and, you know, able to kind of interact a little more and not have to worry about wheeling himself uh, around in the chair. So, yeah, it's it's good to see him still going. It certainly did not break his spirit. He's vowed to, you know, keep going, keep performing, keep writing music. So we'll see what they do in the future. But, um... All right, we're going to jump back to the USA here out of Los Angeles, California. That happens to be where uh, Night Demon is from, and this band is yet another one that kind of has that same vibe. Been around since 07, the band is White Wizard, and for the longest time I thought that this band was a literal, like, <clears throat> older band from the 80s. I don't know why, I, I, I'm probably mistaking them with somebody else, um, you know, I, I can't think of who I might be confusing them with. But yeah, I always thought this band was like an older band, but it turns out they've only been around since 07. But yes, they kind of do the whole classic metal, speed metal kind of hybrid thing. Uh, great riffing. I'm going to play something off of their debut. They've got four albums. The debut has some really good memorable tunes. The production bothers me a little bit, but the tunes are good enough to where I just felt like I needed to play something off of this album. Uh, the bass tone is nice on it, but overall it's just got this weird... I can't even explain it, it just has a little bit of a weird sound to it. A little bit, even though you can hear the bass really well, really clear, overall the mix sounds a bit like thin and just strange. But uh, yeah, this album, debut called Over the Top, came out in 2010 through Earache Records. Uh, they've put out albums, they've done four now I think, their most recent one was in 2018. 
Um, but yeah, this is a strong debut and uh, and a good band. A good band that is not from the 80s. <laughs> so, off of the debut album Over the Top, this is White Wizard with Strike of the Viper. <laughs> Legions of hell! 
right, that was White Wizard from Los Angeles with Strike of the Viper. I really like that guy's voice. He's one of the better vocalists uh, of this entire episode, I think. All right, we're going back to Hamburg, Germany. Hamburg, of course, is where Halloween was from, which is what I opened the show with. But I'm going to play yet another classic German band formed in 79. The band is running wild, and this might lead to some eye rolls from some of you. Because <laughs> Running Wild is a bit of a goofy band because of their uh, very strict... Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Lyrical content. Everything's about pirates, and right down to the look, the stuff they wear on stage. You know, before there was Ailstorm, there was Running Wild, so they, they were very fixated on, on pirate uh, culture and things like that. Um, they kind of were at their peak in the 80s, um, still kind of stayed around in the 90s, and now, you know, all things are kind of uh, cyclical, so uh, it kind of became popular again uh, in Europe and Germany to kind of hear some of these classic bands playing their classic style, so they've kind of gotten popular again. But I'm going to play something off of what might be their peak, uh, which is their fourth album called Port Royal from 1988 through Noise Records. They're up to 17 albums now. And really, it's just kind of, it might as well be a solo project at this point. You know, old Rockin' Rolf, he's, uh, he's kind of the main man playing guitar and vocals and has always been there. Um, they were a full band. They still are a full band for live performances, of course, but uh, they were a full band even on the records up until the early 90s. Um, you know, Rolf never actually came out and said, I'm using a drum machine from now on. He tried to kind of pull a fast one on people and would name like a drummer's name on these albums in the 90s and early 2000s, but it was clear painfully clear to everyone that it was a drum machine like it was just it's very obviously a drum machine and but he would still try to claim like oh no it's this uh secret drummer i have that you know uh he doesn't want his identity to be known or whatever and it's just like okay whatever but um definitely like the 80s albums because they do have more of an actual band feel to them so as I said, this album, Port Royal, their fourth record, was kind of at their uh, their peak of popularity, especially in Europe, and they used to play some big shows and big festivals and stuff uh, back in the 80s, and always with a big pirate production, of course. Their biggest, most well-known song is probably the song Conquistadors, which I may have played on an earlier episode. I honestly don't even remember at this point, but uh, this one is another great one off of that record, so... Here we go, off of 1988's Port Royal, this is Running Wild with Raging Fire.
Alright, that was Running Wild with Raging Fire. Great record. You know, his voice um, was, you could always tell it was the kind of voice that was going to age well because he just kind of has this kind of gruff voice. Doesn't do a lot of high notes and stuff like that. So, he still sounds the same. Like on, on newer albums and stuff, he still sounds exactly the same. <laughs> so, it's kind of cool. Um, Alright, we're jumping to Norway here. I think that's the first time this episode that we're going to Norway. This is a two-man band that's been around since 05. I've played them at least two or three times on previous episodes. The band is Death Hammer, and Death Hammer is definitely more of a kind of blackened, thrash, kind of speed metal-ish, but, you know, I think it's just more more of a straightforward black and thrash type uh, type thing anyways. But, um, but I loved their first couple of records, and then the third album was kind of meh, and the fourth album was kind of meh. So, they're not bad, but they're just kind of losing me. They're kind of stagnating a little, and kind of the magic from those first two albums is kind of starting to starting to fade with each subsequent release. But, I do check on occasion just to see if they're doing anything new. So yeah, they've got four full lengths up to this point, but they just did a split with uh, Sabat, the one from Japan, I believe. I mean, the UK one obviously doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but yeah, I think that other one's from Japan. I meant to look that up. But yeah, they just released a, uh, a split with them. I think the split's called Army of Death. Uh, and that came out in May of 2020 through Empire Records. Although Death Hammer themselves are on Hell's Headbangers. Uh, but this particular split was released through Empire Records. So, uh, since the songs are not very long, there's several songs from each band, uh, a handful of tunes, so you do get kind of a decent amount of new material from, from each of them on this uh, split. I'm going to play one, I believe this is uh, kind of a single of sorts <laughs> off of this. Uh, it's one that's, that's kind of the most played, at least on Spotify, uh, off of this split, so um, this one might be a bit of a fan favorite, I guess. So. But yes, since it's new Death Hammer, I felt like it was worthy of, uh, of playing. So off of their 2020 split with Sabat, this is Death Hammer with Queen Death.
That was Death Hammer from Norway with Queen Death. Pretty good. Again, they never release anything bad, but it's just kind of, I don't know, some of the magic from those first couple of records just isn't quite uh, hitting me the same way. So, I don't know. I'm still going to listen whenever they release another full length, that's for sure. All right, it is that time. I need to announce the final song of the episode. I want to thank all of you for listening. Thank you for indulging me in my classic heavy metal mood this time around. Next episode is going to be a normal one again. Uh, If you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app. And the entire catalog of episodes is on Spotify, so make sure you find it and follow it there. Uh, I think we're on Apple Podcasts now. I keep meaning to double-check that, and I still have not, um, but we should be. Um, And let's see, any sort of feedback, requests, anything you got, questions for me, whatever, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And, of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of news or updates or questions or anything at all that you guys need to know is going to be posted on that Facebook page, so make sure and find it and like it. Uh, A little bit of shameless self-promotion here. Uh, My band Krigsgrove is releasing our first single off of our new album. The album's called The Sundering, and that's going to be coming out in uh, early August through Wise Blood Records, and our first single is going to be coming out um, next week. Well, on Monday, really, the 21st of June. So be on the lookout for that. I believe we also are slated to uh, have a write-up in uh, one of the upcoming issues of Decibel Magazine, uh, which will be pretty pretty cool. So be on the lookout for that. Also, my other band, Giant of the Mountain, is releasing our new uh, mini LP called Mountain's Blood. That's coming out on September 10th through Careless Records, which is a Russian label. And uh, that's going to be released on CD only, but I've already seen the uh, kind of, what do you, I don't know what to call it, test pressing, the design, the prototype, if you will, for how it's going to look, and uh, I think they're going to look really good. So be on the lookout for that coming out September 10th. So yes, let's get a move on here. Next episode is going to be a normal one, but I got one more slab of classic metal for you right here this band's been around since 84 but i'm going to play something that's a little more recent in their discography the band is Candlemass out of sweden um anybody that's listened to this podcast knows that i love Candlemass. um pretty much every singer they've ever had i have enjoyed i'm going to play something that is a, a classic song off of their debut but they actually re-recorded this for an ep in 2008 with their current vocalist um And I think it's just a really, really strong version of this song. The song is called Demon's Gate, and that, of course, was on uh, the debut album, Epicus Dumacus Metallicus. And uh, they re-recorded it once they got Rob Lowe in the band, who was the singer for Solitude Eternus. Uh, They had released the album King of the Grey Islands the year prior, and then they released this EP in 2008 called Lucifer Rising through Nuclear Blast Records. And um, it had a couple of, you know, original new songs, and then it had uh, maybe a couple of live songs, but then it had this re-recording of Demon's Gate, and um, it's really good with Rob singing it. Um, It's, you know, obviously has better production than uh, the original version from the 80s, 
so yeah having a more modern production and having rob uh sing it uh it just really kind of gave this song some new life and i really like this version so i want to share it with you guys so until next time stay safe and i will see you in a couple weeks with episode 95 so here we go off of the 2008 ep lucifer rising this is candlemas with demon's gate cheers <laughs>